0: Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host Danny B. Today's guest with me is Jeremy Gilbert. Jeremy is a fellow co-worker of mine who has a deep passion in making sure he's doing everything he can to make the fire service better than he found it. He's a huge advocate in making sure that firefighters remember that physical fitness and training are key priorities in making sure the mission can be completed. With that being said, it's my pleasure to have Jeremy Gilbert on for the start of season one, episode one.
1: So thanks, Danny. It's actually my pleasure. Uh, I was greatly honored when you texted me the other night and asked me if I would come on because I was like, man, podcasts are cool. I listen to them a lot. But it's just so cool that you asked me because I think a lot of you and I, I i think you feel the same way about me. So I think it was just awesome and an honor to be asked. Um, so the fire service. So what is the fire service? You know, we all have views. So the first question you asked me was, how, how did you you said it to me and said, how did I get in the fire service? So the fire service to me, I grew up in the volunteers. I saw all the volunteers, my dad, my uncle, my grandfather, my great grandfather. Those are all volunteers. So I kind of knew what the the fire service was. I mean, I saw my dad, he'd have a scanner at home, we'd hear it go off in the middle of the night. I'd see him get up and go. Sometimes he'd talk about calls. He was he was pretty active. Um, and then I get to go to Tuesday night meetings. So Tuesday night meetings as a kid, we got to go play around the firehouse. So we got to go to this jungle gym, you know, of red fire trucks. So we get there, and I quickly realized, you know, my grandfather started, my great grandfather, they was charter members, you know, their pictures on the wall from the time. When the first time I walked in the firehouse, their picture's on the wall. You know, being the charter member, they had the old pictures sitting out in front of the station. They all had their milkman hats on, you know, that, that <laughs> I called them. And so they all had the hats on. So I was like, this is what these guys are. So I knew what the fire service was. I, I knew that, that these guys would get up in the middle of the night. I knew they would you know, leave their family at home. And this is back in the day when all they ran was fires. You know, they didn't go to medical calls. They didn't go to traffic accidents. They went to fires if if the tones went off there was something burning it's either grass or a house so that was my first introduction to fire service so i saw that so i would go to the firehouse on tuesday night you know i would be five six years old running around the firehouse and i would get to climb on trucks and i would see you know all the old men sitting there talking that was like a social media back then you know that was where they went on tuesday night to see what was going on in the community you know who got a new truck who who was out doing this? Who built a house? Who was doing what? So that was kind of my basis of the fire service, you know, is, is what these guys did. So I enjoyed that. You know, I was like, this is this is really cool stuff. Plus, I met a lot of people. And, and then on the flip side, they got to help their neighbors, which I always thought was really cool, you know, because you'd see these people at church. It wasn't like at work where I may see these people. I may not ever see these people again when I go to a call. But that community, it was really tight. And it was really awesome to me because you'd see people at church. And they would tell, hey, I appreciate you guys coming to my house the other night. You know, we got that, we got the fire put out or this is what caused her. Hey, you know, telling their neighbor that we had a bad electrical outlet. This is what caused the house fire. So I got to see that side of it. So that's kind of how I, I was introduced to the fire service was just seeing my dad my, my grandfather and my great grandfather doing it. So then I started looking at the fire service because I wanted to be two things growing up. I wanted to be a farmer or a fireman. Obviously, I can't be a farmer because I don't have deep enough pockets. It costs a lot of money to support a farmer <laughs> so I was
0: like,
1: I can be a fireman, you know? Right. So, so that's where I started. You know, that's where I got the love of it because in the volunteer service, a lot of guys were farmers. So that's what they did. They would leave the fields, go help their neighbor. So I can remember growing up, I can remember my dad. I can remember our, our scanner at home. That was the coolest thing. But also, it's kind of a funny story. Growing up, I had a pair of overalls, overstretched a pair of rubber boots that I got for Christmas and a heavy coat. So I'd be playing at home. And I hear a scanner go off. I jump up. I put my gear on run right outside like I was going to a fire. Okay. So that's what the fire service means to me. It means dropping what you're doing and doing everything you can to make somebody's day better. So fast forward to about probably 91, 92, um, first or second grade, we took a field trip to Lincoln Fire Department. We get there. As soon as we walk in the door, we get off the bus. We're excited. We're getting to leave school. You know, We ain't got to be at school today. So we're right. getting to leave school. We get to the firehouse. We walk in the firehouse. As soon as we walk in, here comes our class, walk in, the bell goes off. They come sliding down the pole to get dressed, to jump in a fire truck, run out the door. I don't know if they was going to a call. I don't know what they was doing, but that was the coolest thing in the world because I was like, man, these guys get to live here. You know, they get to do this. So then I was like, you know, I'm either going to be a farmer or a fireman. That's what I'm going to be. So I saw that. I saw there was a job. I could get paid to do that job. So I was like, wow. You know, five, six years old, seven years old, everybody wants to be a fireman, right? That's what everybody wants to do. But then I was like, I'm going to do that one day. And that's what I always told myself. So then fast forward, uh, my dad My dad got out of the fire service in like 94. Um, my grandfather, he died in 89. Uh, so the, the family farm kind of went under. It didn't go under. They just sold out. You know, they, just, they couldn't do right. it. My dad couldn't do it. So right. they sold out um, like a lot of people do. Um, so my dad went. He went to work. For uh burying underground cable so kind of the fire service kind of went to the wayside because he didn't have time I and mean, it was just he he was trying to raise me he just had a lot of stuff going on he could, he couldn't do it no more so he got out of the fire service so that was kind of the end of the fire service for me in around probably ninety four so I'd have been like eleven years old uh so that was kind of of the fire service i I still saw it on t v guys at school you know their their dads was volunteers you know back then i I, I didn't know anybody that had that was a full time fireman the only people I knew was a full- time fireman was people that came to our school and done fire prevention. If LinkedIn fire department came, you know, if not, it was a volunteer guys from down the street. Okay. So that's kind of where I saw the fire service, you know, I kind of lost interest in it. I didn't lose interest in it because I still wanted to be that, but I didn't see it every day. So then I got in high school with one of my good friends. He was a farmer, you know, he, he's a volunteer volunteer at 16. And he talked about, you know, going to training, um, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, this, man, this is awesome. But it, as I'm talking to him, I'm thinking about my life, about my sports I'm playing, about everything going on, trying to chase women, you know, dating girls. And I was like, man, I, I don't got time for the fire service, man. This is, a, this is a big commitment. So he talks it up, and I'm like, man, that, that's awesome. You know, I think it's cool. But I was like, man, I just don't have time. So – and I use that as an excuse, but I, I also I guess I was selfish and, and didn't want to use my time to be in the fire service. So we got out of high school – uh, still still remain friends with him today. We got out of high school and 2002, 2001, 9-11 happened. Right. I was working at a lumber yard, you know, I was, you know, I, I saw it, I watched it on TV, and then I saw everybody wanting to be a fireman. I saw everybody wanting to join the Marines, you know, do do everything they could give back. And I was like, man, I'm not, I'm still not committed. I still can't give time. So I'm not gonna do it now. You know, it's not it's just not right. Um so I got talking to a guy at work I worked with. He was a volunteer fireman. He's like, man, you need, you need to join. You know, it's awesome. I was like, man, this is what it takes. And, you know, he would lay it out. You got to get your training. We're doing training. You know, he'd bring pictures, you know, or, or say, hey, last night we done this training. And I was like, man, it looks so cool. But I was like, man, I just don't have the time. So finally, in May of 2003, my buddy finally talked me into it. He's like, man, you got you got to join the fire service. And I was like, man, okay. So I want to do something. I'm, I'm getting to an age where we was either going out partying Or I was kind of doing stuff not necessarily to get me in trouble because I never hung around a bad crowd, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing I wasn't using my time wisely. I was just, you know, just kind of being just you know, just a a normal twenty year old. You know, I I was just doing whatever whatever was fun. I I had no commitment to anything. Um I had a steady girlfriend, but that's all I had. You know, I didn't I didn't have nothing but a job and a girlfriend. So my time was kinda like, let's go do this, let's go do that, but nothing nothing useful. So I go eat supper with him. He's like, man, come to the firehouse nights, Tuesday night meeting. We're having a class night. Just come see what you think. I was like, okay. So walking in the door, we're having hazmat training. The very first class I set in was hazmat class. And back then, <laughs> like 20 hours or something, 20, 24 hours. So the next, like four weeks or let's say, no, the next eight weeks, the next two months we had hazmat training every Tuesday night. So I walk in. I sit down, the assistant chief talks to me, says, you want to join the fire department? I said, yeah, I think so. And he's like, you know, I know your dad was in it. You know, I was in it with your dad. I know your grandfather. I know all the people were in it. You know, this is what it takes, you know. And he kind of laid it out there, told me expectations, told me about training, told me about time commitment. You know, he's like, are you willing to do that? I was like, absolutely. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. Uh-huh. So we sat through hazmat training, you know. And I am like, man, hazmat training, man, it's kind of boring. But back then I'm like, man, these firemen know a lot of stuff. You know, they're talking about you know, tankers going down the road or talking about, you know, a gas truck going down the road, what what it does. I'm like, man, how does these guys know this? You know, these are just guys I see at the gas station or see driving a tractor down the road or, or, you know, see, see working at, uh, you know, see working at a job. I'm like, man, this guy's like very knowledgeable on this stuff, you know, and I, I never knew that. So I sent through hazmat class. And after that I was hooked, not because of hazmat. I mean, hazmat didn't get me started, but just right. knowing guys were doing you know spending their time and then plus like I said you know at a young age I realized that was a so I didn't know what social media was and until this day I kind of put everything together but then I was like Man, these guys just hang out and talk it's like a boys club you know uh-huh. these guys get together it's a boys club you know they, they, they're friends so then it was like okay now now we get to find out everything you know I'm 20 years old 21 years old I'm seeing everything going on in the community I'm learning what people are doing you know it's kind of like so it's equivalent today social media they went to the firehouse to see what was going on and on the flip side they got run calls and help people so
0: right
1: like it's pretty cool so this this is like so hazmat this is about june june july so then i started taking classes you know anywhere i could take a class so i I started taking the introduction so back then they had firefighter one two um rescue technician classes all that stuff so i started taking my firefighting classes and back then, there was no such thing as rookie school. Nobody had a rookie school. You, you went wherever to whatever fire department you would go to. So, I, I would take classes. I would look at my schedule. I'd work from 8 to 5 or 7 to 5 at a lumber yard, get off work, come home, take a shower, and go straight to class. I may go anywhere from western end of Lincoln County all the way to the southernmost tip of Gaston County. Okay. Um, and i do weekly schools, anywhere I could get a class. So, I kind of took just like – um like the introduction classes, uh, you know, the basic classes, it, it was like three and six hours, like phone, fire stream, stuff like that. It was very basic classes. And that got me through to about, I guess, September, October. And then the next class was coming up at Union because they, they stopped having classes during July and August because vacation season, uh, kids start back to school. So then like, se- I think it was like September. Uh, the next class was fire control. So here I am. I've been training at the firehouse, and every day I'm off work. I'm spending at the firehouse, sitting volunteers Saturday, Sunday. I'm spending at the firehouse. You know, I'm I'm eating up. I'm loving it. So the next class I take, it's like a big class, is fire control. And I, I mean, I know how to put an air pack on because we trained in the bay, but I've never had PPE. I never had this. So we go through fire control. I learn fire control, and keep in mind, I'm like three months into the fire service, four months into the fire service, and we take fire control. So we go down to in college we're in a burn building and he's like he's like all right we're gonna let you go in but you gotta you gotta be with this guy and i'm like okay he's like don't leave this guy aside i'm like okay so we go in we go we put the fire out and we come out and i'm like this is it this this is what i'm gonna do i'm mm-hmm. gonna do this for a living this I whatever it takes i'm gonna do this so i start working i get all my firefighter one classes i think in 2000 i think in 2003 and the first half of 2004, I had my complete firefighter certification. I mean, I worked. Okay. The only class I was I was missing was like a fire control level two, and it was so hard to get because it was either a weekend class or it was it was like a bunch of nights a week, and I just I didn't have, I just couldn't physically do it. I, did, I between my job at work and I just couldn't do it. Okay. Um, I was poor time management, so I had all my certifications set for one class fire control. So like, you know what? While I'm waiting on fire control. I started doing my TR class, or I think it was RT back then. I'm not sure, or, or uh, BRT back then, basic rescue technician. So I was like, i start doing that and start doing my EMT. So I set through EMT, got my EMT. Uh, I, I was rocking and rolling. So this is about 2004, 2005. So then I started applying everywhere. Um, I applied at Mooresville. I applied at um, Monroe, Charlotte, Hickory. Basically, if I saw a firefighting job, I applied. <laughs> I applied. I would go take the test. I would come home. And back then, it wasn't it wasn't no check your email. It was stand by the mailbox. You know, wait right. for the letter to come in the mail. So yeah. I, every day I would get off work, I'd go straight home and check the mail, I'd See anything come? See anything come? So I had some interviews at Hickory. Um, never had an interview at Charlotte. Uh, I didn't have an interview at Monroe. Um, at Statesville, I think I had an interview at Statesville, but i done everything. You know, I'm like, All right, man, maybe something will happen of it. So nothing happened. I, I didn't get no, I didn't get no call. I'd always get the, the old, the old uh, dear John letter, you know, thanks right. for applying. Please yep. apply again. So that's yep. frustrated. You know, I'm like, man, I, I want to be a fireman, but also I, I was going to get married. So I was like, man, I got to do something. Um, So job come open for driving delivery truck. So I got a job driving delivery truck for Sundrop. I've done that for six years. It's a great job. Make great money. It was a great, I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. It was a good job, but I never was happy. You know, I, I was selling people soda, man. You, you don't need soda. Soda makes you fat, makes you unhealthy. It's, it's like a waste of money. I mean, it's, 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 it's terrible for you, right? So yeah. I'm like, man, I yeah. got to be a farmer, man. I want to be a farmer. So I started testing again. I started testing at Hickory. I started testing at Charlotte, uh, I tested at Mooresville, I tested everywhere. I, I, I tested, uh, took tested at Hickory. I went to Hickory, took test. done an interview. And I, I I know my interview skills were terrible because I never had a job interview. My first job, I was told to go see a man about a job. I walked in. I said, Hey, I'm Jeremy here. To see you about a job. He's like, when can you start? I was like, "I can start Monday. Okay. Be at work Monday at seven o'clock. That was my job interview. You know, that was it. Right. Um, next right. job interview was with Sundrop. I go see this guy. I called this guy. say, he said, hey, can you come fill the application out? Fill the application out. I had a job. You know, I, I never had a job interview. So I didn't know how to talk to people. You know, I was like, I knew how to talk to people, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to sell myself. Mm-hmm. I just, they go ask me what I want to do. You know, I, and I, that's why I didn't get jobs at other places. So when I went to Mooresville, well, I said, I, my, the chaplain at my volunteer fire department, he's like, so why do you think you're not getting hired? And I was like, man, I don't know. He's like, well, he, he looked, he, he wrote, he done me a resume, Um, wrote me letters recommendations. He done everything. He's like, man, I don't understand why these guys ain't hiring me. I was like, I don't either. I don't know. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm have you ever done an interview? I was like, no. He's like, that might be a problem. You know, I say to yourself, I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. I do good. You know, that's all I knew I'd say about myself. He's right. like, well, he's uh, like, Let's do it. Let's set up a mock interview. I said, okay. So him and some guys from church, they set up a mock interview. And I want you to take it for real. Like you, you're going to walk into this interview. I was like, okay. He's like, dress nice, like be legit. And I was like, okay. So I went, I went, I sat down and done an interview. They asked me all these questions and I walked down an the interview. I was like, man, that's great. The next day he shows up with a piece of paper and it was like, there was like three things i done right. And there's like 30 things i done wrong. And I'm like, holy cow. Okay. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is uh okay. So we sit down and he talked to me. He's like, all right, this is what you need to improve on. He said, next week we're going to do the same thing. And I was like, okay, perfect. So next week we've done the same thing. I, did, I went back, I interviewed again, not a day difference. So, I went to my at Morrisville and I basically told the introduction of how I got into fire service. asked why I wanted to be in the fire service. My answer before was, you know, I, I just like helping people. You know, I think it's cool. You know, I, I like, I like helping people. I really like giving back to community. Like we all do that. That's, right. that's what we, that's the byproduct of why we're really there. The reason I was really there is because I saw those guys slide down the fire pole. You know, I saw them run out the door and get on a fire truck and blast the sirens going out the door. I'm like, that's why I wanted to be a fireman, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I got there. That's kind of where it led me to today. And, and then, and then I got a job offer. I was working for Sun Rock, like I said, making good money. Getting married, and I had a lot of hobbies. You know, I had a motorcycle. I had a lot of stuff because I had I had a good life. I got married in two thousand six. Me and my wife, you know, we didn't have no kids. We done whatever we wanted because we. I was making great money. She she was making decent money being a school teacher, but we was doing well for ourselves. We'd bought a house. I mean, we, it was life was good. And I told her, I said, I had a kid. Um, my little girl was two years old, and I was like, "Baby, I want to be a farmer." And she's like, "Okay." She's like, "You know, farmer don't make no money." I was like, "I know." She's like, "But I know that's what you want to do, so do it." She's like, "I'm I'm there for you." She's like, "We'll figure it out." And I'm like, "You know, for her to say that, I, it blows my mind that she would just do that." And I'm right. like, "Okay, so we're gonna do it." So I got the job offer. Uh, chief account called me. He's like, uh, "He's like, Jeremy, i will offer you a job." And I said, "Can you call me back in like five minutes?" And he's like. Yeah, I guess because I was driving down the road in my truck and I was like, I didn't want, I didn't want to talk on the phone uh, driving 18 wheeler down the road. So a lot of right. times I just answered the phone and said, hey, can I call you back instead of sending the voicemail? Uh-huh. So he called me back when I got back to the yard. He called me back and he said, hey, i want to offer you a job. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, that's, that's, that's awesome. Is fr- It Is a Friday at lunchtime. Well, about 10 o'clock, so I knew my day was done. I had to load my truck and go home. So I, I know I had my day was done. So I was like, man, I'm going to have a good weekend. You know, I just got a new job offer. You know, the bad thing was I had to quit a job that I, that I liked. It was a right. job, job. Right. Because my, my boss man was a super good guy. So, and he, he was leaving to go on a cruise Monday, my boss man was. So I asked chief accountant, I was like, can I give you a three-week notice? He's like, a three-week notice? I was like, yeah. I was like, and I told him stories. like, well, let me ask the chief. I'll call you right back. He's like, Okay. So I'm like, man, what if he what if he won't let me work a two week notice, man? If he don't work me, let me work a two week notice, I, I I can't take the job. I can't I can't do these guys wrong. Right. Um, so he called me back. And he said he said Jeremy, he said you can work a two week notice, but you can't work a three. I need you to start. And I was like, okay, I'll start in two weeks. So I called my boss man. I told him that's kind of where I got to today. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, I got all, all just. I think it's my interview skills, you know, because I'm, I'm still the same person I was back then. I, I've grown a lot to this day, but back then, I, I mean, I was still the same person. I just didn't know how to sell myself. Okay. So that's kind of where I got to now. Um, I joined the fire service, and then as I joined the fire service, you know, it kind of, it kind of went up and down. You know, I joined the fire service. I walked in the door my first day of the fire service to a class of of six people. I was a sixth person. And those five guys had been there for two weeks before me, you know, so they kind of already grew up, you know, had a little bond. So I was kind of like the outside person. I wasn't really the outside person. I was just a new guy. You know, I was a new guy to a bunch of new guys. So I was a really new guy. Mm -hmm. So I kind of tried to fit in, got to fit in, but I didn't know how to act in a group. I'd never been in a group of people um, that was, that was, the fire service, you know, I knew what volunteers was, and I knew that volunteers did it for free, and I knew that it was it was kind of different, you know. So I was like, I, I, I fit in the best I could. So I tried to start fitting in. There was some ruffled feathers because I had expectations of what stuff was, and and other people had expectations of what stuff was, and sometimes you know it, it's just a disagreement because everybody's expectations weren't being met. You know, right. different people reality. So so I, I got through recruit class. Great time. Um, Got on the truck. My first assignment was awesome. You uh, was part of my first assignment, you know, as a yep. best career. Uh, yeah. You know, I walked in the door, and and after that, you know, I was like, man, this is the best job in the world. Um, I get moved around to another station, and I'm like, man, hold on a second, bro. This this ain't right. You know, these guys don't have the same passion. You know what what's going on? So it kind of put me in a lull, and you know, I kind of got in a lull, and I was like, eh, okay, you know. And then and then it's kind of one of those things in the fire service that you know, you you got to. You've got to know what where you came from and, and know where you keep keeping going. You know, that's the big thing I look at. You know, that that's kinda when I got into fire service, I got into fire service because I want to be a farmer and a farmer and I couldn't afford to be a farmer. So next best thing is a fireman. Um on the flip side on my days off, I help a local farmer, so kind of get, get to do both. Okay. So that's kind of how I got into fire service, you know, and, that, and that's kind of what led me to where I am today. And, and you know, it, sometimes sometimes I sit down and I think about that. You know, I think about think about why I'm there. I think about you know what I went through to get there. You know, I took EMT twice. I took it in 2004 Uh, didn't keep my con Ed hours up. Took it again in 2011 because I wanted a job at the firehouse. You know, I, I done it twice because I was lazy, discouraged, whatever. You know, I, I i didn't do it. And I think a lot of it, you know, is I never knew politics. You know, and politics in the fire service, man, sometimes they can beat you down. I applied for right. a job at, at one spot, and uh, you know, back, you know, back like I was talking about, uh, talking about. Um, are waiting by the letters, you know, getting a letter in the mail. I got a letter in the mail. Hey, show up to this this place at this time to take the written test. I get there at 9 o'clock. I leave work that morning, go home, take a shower, get there at 9 o'clock. I walk in. I got my letter in the hand. I'm like, man, I'm going to ace this test. You know, I, I'm good. I, I'm going to blow this test out of the water. Excited, walk in, give my letter, check in. Because I hear you uh, have a seat, you need some pencils. Like, no, nah, I got some. He's like, well, we want you to use our pencils. Like, okay, whatever. I'll use your pencil. Don't matter to me. I'm here to take a test. I'm, I'm ready to blow it out of the water. Right. So I sit down, it's supposed to be there at nine o'clock. We're sitting down. I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm looking at people in the room. I know a couple of them. And I knew some people back then. i had been introduced to some people. So I knew some other firemen. So I was like, you know, I, I knew some people that was on the job there. And I was like, I might have a good chance. You know, they're talking it up. I'm like, man, I might have a good chance. So, uh, we sit there at 9.15. I look over at the wall, and I'm like, man, it's 9.15. I'm supposed to be here at 9 o'clock promptly take this test. But I ain't saying nothing because I'm trying to get a job. I ain't trying to make nobody mad. Mm-hmm. So I look again at 9.20, 9.25, 9.30. Finally, 9.30, this guy walks in. Looks like he just crawled out from underneath the car. I mean, he's dirty. walks in, checks in, sits down. A minute or so later, the chief walks in, introduces himself, walks out of the room. As he walks out of the room, he makes eye contact with a guy that walks in late, kind of nod, walks on by, and I'm like, it's kind of odd. We take the test. Every day I'm going home, man. Maybe I, got, maybe I get to do the agility test. Maybe I get an interview. you know. Finally got the, the Dear John letter. So I go by. I talk to some of the guys at the fire department. I'm like, man, who did end up hiring? like, this guy's like, man, I got to come in like 30 minutes late. And that's when I first realized that politics in the fire service. And that, And I'm like. How, how does that happen you know what's the deal you know and to this day I always I always laugh and I'm still in contact with those guys he's like man you know that guy didn't last a year and I'm like bro if I got hired man I would I'd had like 18 years on the job you know right. I'd, I'd still be in
0: that place right
1: so that's kind of where I learned politics and the fire service and kind of was like man okay this is what the fire service is this kind of ain't what I got into you know this is what I this is where I want to be so that's kind of that's kind of my roundabout way of getting into fire service and kind of letting me down the street. I am now, you know,
0: okay. it's kind of,
1: kind of where I'm at now.
0: Okay. All right. So for the next question I have to you, in your opinion, what is the culture like or what should the culture like be in any fire department regarding pride, training, calls, and camaraderie?
1: So, so to start out with the culture, what should the culture be like? So the culture the job we do we're public servants you know we're public servants we're just like we're just like the garbage man i mean you know we have a job to do that we should be able to do and do the best of our ability you know there should be no excuse if 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 i drive a garbage truck i should be able to back that thing down a one-way street and pick up the trash can on the first try if um if if, whatever i'm doing if i if i work for the water department I'm a public service. Somebody calls me and says their water's out. I should be able to dig the best ditch in the world. The fire services should be that. We should be the best at our job. When the bell hits, that's our job. We got to be the best. I, we should. We should have that much pride that everything stays clean. We're there to do our job. When I show up, look. They call me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I think it's an emergency or not. It's somebody's emergency. Like, when I go to calls, and we all go to calls, we get there and we like, man, why these people call 911? Right, right. But it's not my place to judge why they call 911 because the reason they call 911 might be because they stumped their toe. Where if I call 911, it's because I cut my arm off. But uh-huh. that's their reality. Right. I can't judge somebody on their reality. All I got to do is, is, is treat what they call me to do. So if they call me on 911, I've got to do my job. I've got to be able to do my job. I've got to be able to do, to able to do it well. And I've got to be able to, to make sure that I make the right decision. I gotta be able to work under stress. I gotta be able to work when it's when it's nice and easy and also when it's super hard. So I've got to make sure that I can do my job. And the way I do that, I take pride in my job. You know, I show up every day ready to go to work. I show up with a clear mindset. Some days it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. Some days, some days it's hard. Some Someday you mm-hmm. ride to work, and you drag on to work, but then you gotta walk through those doors. You gotta be like, all right, we got to do it today because guess what? I may have to go out to the worst call of my life. I may have the opportunity that we all go for. Every day we go to the opportunity to make a grab and go to a fire. Like I don't want nobody's stuff to catch on fire, but if it does, I want to do it. You want know, right to be working?
0: Work. That's right.
1: And, it, and if it doesn't catch on fire, you know what I want to do? I want to go do some good training. You know, I want to, or I want to have good conversation. I want to have something that makes me feel a part of something, and that's why I show up to work for it. So that kind of builds, that kind of builds a camaraderie of the crew, you know. Having those hard conversations or having, having, you know, kitchen table talks, you know, having talks in the fire truck, you know, having that camaraderie or just having just the sense of well being with each other, you know, and knowing how everybody is. Because those guys that I work with, I mean, I'm there with them for 24 hours. I spend 24 hours with them. Like sometimes I don't spend 24 hours with my wife. Sometimes we're busy. I, I do different stuff on my days off. I, I may, uh, I may take a, a load of soybeans off, you know. I, I may not get to sleep in my bed at night, so I may not see my wife, you know, that night from six o'clock on to the next morning. She's at work the next morning, so I may not get to spend that with my wife and daughter. So those mm-hmm. guys at our house, you know, we have a bond, and that camaraderie. We got to be able to do. We got to be able to do that, you know. We got to have that culture of being there for each other, and it's hard. I mean, you know, you get around negative people, man, it makes you negative, negative. and it's so hard. You get around some people, and it's like they talk bad about people, they do this, they're like, man, come on, we can't do that because we're no better than them. You know, if if I'm sitting around talking about somebody and I ain't doing nothing to make myself better, well, I'm no better than the person I'm talking about. I think I am, but I'm not. So that's kind of the culture, you know, the culture that I like to push and the culture in our fire service, you know, in our department, we're, we're a, our department has been around a long time but as far as a paid department, it's, it's not been around that long. You know, the guys uh-huh. have been paid like having a big group of great people because, uh-huh. because we, we've grown so fast. You know, and we're we're, we're promoting people and, and people are moving up, which is great. But sometimes the culture is like, okay, we got to have bodies in the seat, but the bodies are putting in the seat. Like it'd be better off with the empty seat because you got to do your job and you got to have a strong culture. And to have a strong culture, you got to have honest conversations. You know, I've got to have a conversation with people. I've got to be able to talk. I've got to be able to talk to somebody. And I've got to be able to disagree with somebody and not get mad. You know, so the culture right. in the fire service is just like the culture in the world. You know, if you don't agree with me, then I'm not going to talk to you again. Well, that's okay if it's somebody walking down the street. Uh-huh. But that's not okay. i got to spend 24 hours with somebody right. for the next 30 years. You know, i got spend. I got to spend a career or – I got to make sure that guy's got my back. You know, I got to look at him and hey, homie, you got my back. Yeah, you got my back. Or mm-hmm. that, guy, that guy's going to do. Is he going to jump ship or is he going to ride the ship down with me? So that's kind of where the culture you got to build. So the culture to build that culture and to have that culture, you got to be part of the culture. You can't you can't complain about the culture. You complain about the culture. You're killing the culture. So it's either make the culture better or don't say nothing but don't complain about the culture. So, and sometimes in our department, our culture can be low. Um, and we sit around and we, there's a lot of people to blame, you know, there, there's a lot of people to blame on culture. Yeah. But hopefully the only person I can blame on culture is the person I look in the mirror at, because that's who I can make a difference. That's who I can change my culture. You know, you could, and, and I know at a certain point that, that that runs out, but as long as I'm doing the right thing and making my culture better and trying to build my strong culture, then that's passing off on some other people. Some people you're not going to change, you know, some, some, sometimes you can't flush, you know, you, you got to get a plumber. you got to call a plumber, you know, somebody else has got to do the job, but you can make yourself better. So then it goes to training. You know, what does training affect that? You know, in our department, you know, the training chief sends out training. Sometimes the captains do it. Sometimes they don't do it. Sometimes people dodge training. When I show up to training I treat training like a real call because I want to give it my hundred percent because I want to see where I'm at. You know, do I want to do better. And the next company comes behind me. Yeah, I want to do better. Next company comes behind me. Absolutely. But am I doing better? The next company comes behind me. No, I'm not really basing my performance off the best company coming behind me. I'm basing my performance off how I performed to the next company coming behind me. So if the next company come behind me or coming in front of me beat me or I didn't do as good as they did, I'm not. I'm not comparing me to those guys. I'm comparing me to myself and what I can do better to be better than those guys to be the best because we're all in it for the same thing. So training. I give a training one hundred percent, and it aggravates me when we go out to the training center, and people don't do that. And I didn't always do that, man. I, I I've been a slug, you know. Right, so absolutely. Just, we all go
0: through our phases.
1: But the big thing is, the big thing is, is, is I had an honest conversation with me. Uh, we was at FDIC um, a couple years ago, and I was doing a class, man. I wanted to get into, you know, I signed up for the class like four years in a row. So I get in the class, man. I'm there, man. It's it's awesome. It's rocking, you know. We're doing having a great time we're doing an evolution. I can't do the evolution, man. I'm like, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, bro, what what, what are you doing, man? You know, I had that, I had, I had an aha moment right there that I like to call. Right then and there, I had an aha moment. I'm like, man, I'm fat. I'm out of shape. I can't do this job. What if, what if I was going for my family? You know, what if, what if the person that's working today that's going to come save my family is in the same shape I'm in right now. So right then, I, I, I had a moment. And I'm like, you know what? Today is over. I'm changing today. You know, so obviously I didn't change that day because I was in Indianapolis, you know, so my habits didn't change because that, that was a Tuesday. So my habits didn't change on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. My habits changed on Monday morning. I told my wife, you know, we had a conversation. I got home. I was like, look, I, I got to go on a diet. Um, And she, she'd she been going on a diet. She'd been doing some stuff. And I didn't support her. And I was like, look, I, I, I was a bad husband. Um, I know you was trying to lose weight. You was trying to do a diet. I said, I'm going hard on you. I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I screwed up. But I need your help because you're, you're, you're my rock. You know, you and Rachel's my rock. You know, I, I got to have you guys. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, all right, that's fine. So we started a diet. You know, she put me on a diet. She didn't put me on a diet, but she made it very accessible for me to do a diet and change my lifestyle. You know, change the way I ate, change what I did. So then I got, I started working out. So, that's how I help build my culture at the fire department. You know, I try. I try to do better for the guys around me. I try to look at, you know, try to get the guys. Hey, work out with me. Hey, let's do this. And you know, I always tell them. You know, when they say, "Oh man, if we have a call, I'll do better." I'm like, "Man, no, you won't." Tell him. Right. I've been there. I failed. Luckily, thank God, and I thank God every day. Um, I thank Him because I didn't fail on the fireground. I didn't fail when somebody's life mattered. I didn't. I didn't fail then. I failed during a training evolution at a big training conference. That's where I failed. And I'm like, I think I'm very fortunate that that's where I failed at. So now that's how I, look, that's how I go to work. I look at work, and that's why I look at training. Because sometimes I didn't take training that way. But now I, that's how I take training. You know, when we get out of the truck, I'm going I'm to run as fast as I can. And if I see somebody struggling during training on my crew, I'm asking, to are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Well, bro, you're not good, man. You're, you're struggling. You know, this, this, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, they, it ain't real. It's like, bro, it's real. This training's real. Mm-hmm. You know that. If we go, if the the car fire, the the stretching the hose, that's real. That's real life stuff. That's gonna happen tonight. So that's kind of how, how I build how I build my camaraderie, how I build pride, how I put that back into into my firehouse. You know, engine four, man, that's the best ride in the city when I'm on it. I don't know what it is today, but right. when I'm on engine four, it's the best ride in the city. Your was riding lighter six, that's the best ride in the city. That's where I'm at. You know, the, I'm gonna make it the best ride. I want to be the best fire department. I want my guys to be the best fire department. Can I control? Them? Can I control the guys today on shift? I can't control them, mm-hmm. but I can. I can make them be positive. You know, in the morning when we, when I can hand them truck, man, yesterday was a great day, man. We had an awesome fire. Or hey, hey what did you guys have today? You know, did y'all have anything good? Oh, we didn't have nothing really good. Oh, grandma fell down. Man, you know, you went back to at the house before and we picked Grandma off. You know, she ain't got nobody. You know, her husband died about two years ago. You know she's lonely. You, you talk to her. I, mean, I didn't know. Her, I didn't know her husband died. I was wondering why he wasn't there. You know, little stuff like that makes people have a different reality, because everybody has different realities. You know, yeah. my reality is totally different than your reality. You know what? What's big for you is is small for me, and what's small for me is big for you. So that's the big thing that we got to look at. And I think as as at our department, sometimes people get carried away in that. They don't they don't look outside the box. You know, they see what they what's in their box and they never realize. What's outside their box? You know, my box is small. You know, some people's box is bigger. My box is small, but I always be in competition with myself, you know, who I was yesterday. Um, And, you know, I think, think what hurts the culture, the fire service, you know, what hurts our culture sometimes is, is, is our call volume. You know, we don't burn a lot. Uh, But then again, that gives us plenty of time to train, focus, do, do other stuff. You know, that gives us time to make ourselves better in other ways. So that's my big thing. So we got to make sure somebody's accountable. You know, if, if if the training gets marked down that we did it and we really didn't do it, who are we letting down? You know, are are we letting down the training chief? Yeah, hey, kinda. I mean, we are really letting ourselves down. We're also letting the people down that that said that we would do what we're going to do. You know, we started running nursing homes a while back, and man, we go to nursing homes. You know, some of them guys go three or four times a day, and sometimes you go to nursing homes. Man, they need help. You know, they need mm. help. But sometimes mm-hmm. you go there and it's just because the patient's being aggravated and they don't want to deal with them through the night. You know, I've seen that a lot. Uh, you know, one of my assignments, you know, we go there and I'm like, man, this, this lady, every time we come in, she's like, yeah, she's acting up again. She needs to go to the hospital. I don't want to put up with this night. And I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure, you know, what if I said that? What if I come up at your house and said, ah, oh, man, I still want to put up this house fire night. I got to sleep. You know, how, how,
0: would, how
1: would I feel? And then not only how would I feel, how would my family feel that I'm paying this big money for these people to look after my, you know, look after my family. So that's, that's kind of where it is. You know, it's like, okay, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. So, so that's something that we changed a little bit. You know, we, we, we've changed the way we go to nursing homes, you know, we don't go to nursing homes, some calls we cut out, which is, I think is great, but you know, did we cut the calls out because we was getting burnt out on them? Did we cut the calls out because fuel? You know, what's the reason we cut the calls out? You know, that that's the thing to look at. You know, I like the thing we cut the calls out so we got more time to focus on the stuff we need to be doing. So that's the way you can maintain camaraderie, pride, training, calls. How can you maintain that? You maintain that by by doing by doing your job. You don't look at you don't look at the fire chief to make you have pride. You don't look at. The deputy chief to make you have pride. You don't look at them guys. Yeah, they should. They should be requiring some training, but they're not with us every day. They got a job to do, so that's mm-hmm. all. On so our department, man, we got nice equipment. We got new trucks. We make good money. We get raises. Um All that stuff, man. We we got it made. You know, I know, guys. You know, I talk to guys all the time from all over all over, the, all over, the United States. I wouldn't say all over the world because I don't know nobody overseas, but I talk to people all over the United States, you know, that I met from various training and stuff. And I talk to these guys. I was like, man, y'all got raises, man. I see where you guys got a raise. I see where your starting pay got up. I'm like, yeah, bro, we, we got it good, man. We mm-hmm. got a new truck. We got a new truck here. We got a new truck there. You know, our equipment's good. We got good nozzles. We got all this stuff. But sometimes, sometimes – you know, we get we get so mixed up and everything going on, and and how how other other people goes to fires or how they do this that we kind of lose sight of what we do. You know, or sometimes we get mad because sometimes different people's priorities and different people's realities is to do this type of training instead of this type of training, or let's spend money on this type of training instead of this type of training, or let's buy this piece of equipment not buy this piece of equipment. So it gets kind of frustrating. But at the end of the day, you know, all right, look, you know we got a training center. We we're, we're adding our connex boxes, you know, some stations got forcement entry doors, you know, we got stuff that hey, we can make ourselves better. You mm-hmm. know, and sometimes the hard conversations, you know, are to have, you know, sometimes you get opportunities to have conversations um with people outside of their duties, you know, and, and when they do, you know, take advantage of that, but also realize, you know, when when I do that, when I have conversations with these people, I always try to tell them, Hey, look, you know, I I know you got a tough job, but I man, come on, you know, what what are we doing? You know, why this is what it looks like in my eyes, you know, just having that conversation with them. This, this is what it seems to be, you know, and, and when you ask that, you know, sometimes it makes a difference. Sometimes it don't. You know, sometimes they're like, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but this, this is what they want to do. OK, that's great. You know, w- when you have that, that kind of helps everything else in the culture. If, if you can tell me something and tell me and explain it to me, I might not like it. I might not agree with it, but at least I know where you're coming from. I don't have to sit there and think, okay, man, the culture's bad because this this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and, this. and my big book of excuses this is why the culture's bad, but in reality, the culture's bad because there's no conversations being had or there's nothing there's nothing being talked about or stuff that's being talked about it's time wasted of not making myself better so that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of how I view the culture and, and why it is where it is you know sometimes sometimes the culture's high, you know. Recently, we got some coats. You know, all the trucks have got patches on them. We got to make our own little brand. You know, we have a brand, but kind of we get the company pride brand. So, you know, that's something that I like. That's something I take a big thing on. I made some playing cards for different stuff. You know, and had, had a, you know my company also made some playing cards. And, and, you know, we give them out. You know, when I was on ladder five, and I had a playing card that said, look busy, ladder five gets here. You know, and it made my day when I got to hand that out to a to a, another company that we beat in, and we got to do work, and they did. Right. It you know, made my day. To them, they're like, man, I can't believe you did that. But it was all in good fun, you know. It, it wasn't to say I was better than them. It was saying, hey, man, I'm I'm proud of what we did. You know, you should be proud, too. You know, push them along. You know, make, make them push that culture up. You know, make uh-huh. them take a little bit more pride. And until so after that, they did. You know, then it was – Hey, let's, let's see who can get out of the building first. Let's see who can get on the scene first. Let's see who can do the work when we get there. You know, and it was always, you know, and, and always, I, they beat us more times than we beat them. So there was always that jab back. Hey, man, you want that car back? No, bro, that's, that's yours, man. That's, that, you know, look busy when we get there. You know, we'll get there and do the work. Um. So, and, and but it's friendly competition, you know, it's to make us all better, you know, because like I said, I, I don't, I don't want to be better than the next guy. I want to be better than the guy that I let beat me. And that means if I let a guy beat me, I got to be better than the guy I let beat me. And that means me, myself. You know, I got to be better than me. If he beat me, that's the old me. The new me is going to be better than the old me. So that's how. That's kind of how I build the culture.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, For the next one, what keeps you personally motivated to stay positive and continue loving the job?
1: So... Coffee, man. Coffee always coffee. <laughs> so, uh, so what keeps me motivated? So, motivation, man. I, I I don't have motivation. I don't have motivation. I have discipline. Um, and my discipline comes from being that guy at FDIC. Okay.
0: You
1: know, failing. You know, I'm motivated, but I'm disciplined. You know, and my my I guess my motivation is all discipline. You know, I man, I have I have hard talks with myself. Um, I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts on the way to work. Um, some days when I'm having, you know, when I'm dreading going to work, or when I'm having a bad day, I listen to a podcast. I'm out mowing grass. I'm out riding in a tractor or something. I listen to a podcast. You know, I try to take my mind off and kind of kind of ground myself. You know, trying to put me back to that self. Um, I follow Fit to Fight, uh, Fit to Fight Fire. Those guys are awesome. They send a message. You know. Uh, every day and, and I read that message you know social media man there's so many distractions out there there's so much there's so many distractions out there um it's something I'm really proud of myself you know that that I'm bragging because I've never been a, a very good reader uh you know when I was in school I, I would read you know we'd read around the room everybody read a sentence I mean I would count how many people's in front of me and I'd read that
0: sentence <laughs> over and over and over so I right. got
1: to me. I, I knew, I, I didn't sound, I didn't sound like, I think I can't even read, you know, so I've never been a good reader, so this year, when I, when I joined the Fit, the Fight, Fire, the Patreon thing, and they send a book out, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a book a month this year, and to me, man, that's hard, to me, to read a book's hard, and I was like, so I was talking to a couple guys, and they like man, will not you just, will not you just listen to the book, I'm like, it's not the same, man, he's like, what do you mean, I was like, I listen to music, I don't get nothing out of music, he's like, what do you mean? I said, I want to be, I want to hold myself accountable and have the discipline to sit down and read and reading comes hard on me, man. If I pick a book up and it's got small words and there's like, there's like a, I don't know how many words are in a chapter, but if there's, if a chapter is like super long and a bunch mm-hmm. of small words, why, mm-hmm. why am I not reading that book? Because right. I can't, I'm going to fail at it. So, so discipline, you know. So I've read a book every month. You know, the first book I read, I read two books in January, man. Which is like I read, I read two books in January. And that's the most books I read in probably five years, and all together over five years, those two books so I read. I read David Goggins' book, and man, just reading that, reading that book, man, it made me feel. It made me feel like I did that day in FDIC. You know, it made me feel like man, I quit way too early. I give in way too early. Um, I stop when I say I'm tired, but I'm not tired, man. My body's got more. You mm-hmm. know, I can do more. So I started, I read that book. And then the next book I read, uh, the next book I read, and, you know, I read these books by these 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 dudes that are, they're like me. They're like you. They're normal human. They're no superheroes, man. Right. They ain't no superheroes in this world. They're normal people that have a strong discipline. I'm like, man, I can have a strong discipline. I can change a habit. There's 24 hours in a day. It all depends on what I do with my time. You know, do I, do I use my 24 hours to make excuses? Or do I take an hour and I work out? Some days workouts are harder than others.
0: Absolutely.
1: sit down and have that hard, difficult conversation with myself. I'm like, bro, you, you got to be disciplined. You know, we got to do it. So I hold myself accountable. You know, I, I look at the guy in the mirror, just like I said earlier, man, that's the only guy I can make a difference in. I can spread positive to everybody around me, but mm-hmm. the only guy I can make a difference is the guy that looks back at me. So I, I go back to that point, you know, if I'm doing something hard, that's my suck moment. You know, that day at FDIC, I sucked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I sucked. So that's my suck moment. That's why I judged up. Is it that bad? When I'm doing a workout and I'm you know, I'm struggling through a workout. Is it that bad? Man, it ain't as bad as FDIC that day. It ain't as bad as that hard conversation I had to have that night with myself. It ain't as bad as that hard conversation I had to sit down and had my wife, you know, about how I sucked and I gotta do better. So that's where I go back to. I got a moment of suck, and that's you know, hopefully that's the moment of suck I get to rely on for the rest of my career. Hopefully I don't have another moment of suck, but if I do, hey, it's just more motivation It's not more motivation. It's some more discipline that I can use. So self reflection, man. I, I do a lot of self reflection. You know, ride home. Sometimes on the ride home, if I had a bad shift or I fall into the trap. Sometimes you fall into the trap. You know, it's easy. It's easy to fall into the trap. Fall into the trap on the way home. Sometimes I won't, I won't play no music on my home. I won't listen to a podcast. I just think about the day before the last 24 hours, man, what did I do, man? Why, why did I do that? Why did I, why did I let them guys, why did I let them guys do that to me? Or if I'm having a bad day, I reach out to like-minded people. You know, I, I called you to other, or I mean, you, you and I text back and forth, you yeah. know, right. reach out to like-minded people because I reach out to people that I look up to, you know, if, if you're complaining about a problem, not you personally, but if there's somebody at the firehouse complaining about a problem, and then I complain about the same problem, and I'm in front of a group of people, man, that's for attention, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, that's for attention. They they don't want to solve that problem. They won't talk about that problem. But if somebody calls me on the phone and they they have a conversation with me or they text me saying, hey, man, I'm having a problem, and they start complaining about something, man, they, they want to hear – they want to have that conversation. They want to have the hard conversation. They want to either say, hey, man, man, you're being a weenie, bro. Why, why, why are you doing this? Or <laughs> like, hey, man, have, have you tried this? Like, I, I see I see what you're saying, but have you tried this? Have you tried this? And a lot of times just by having that conversation, I'm like, okay. it's Some of it's me, some of it's not me, but I'm like, okay, I can change this. Let's change this because I can change this 100% because it's me. I can change this. Let's see if it makes that problem go away. A lot of times it don't make the problem go away, but it makes the problem not not my problem. It makes it where, hey, man, the problem's still there, but I can't control it, so what am I worrying about it? You know, mm-hmm. why am I worrying? And also every day, being better than yesterday. You know, and being better than yesterday or my workouts. I do a workout every day. Uh, I try to every day. Uh, goal for this year was to do 100 movements of something every day, every month. So some days, man, I don't want to go down there, but I got that discipline. I got that goal. I got that suck moment that I can always go back to. Let's go, let's go do that. So that's how I find my motivation is through discipline. And also being able to share stuff. You know, if I learn something, being able to share that, having the discipline to say, Hey man, look, try this. Having discipline to say, man, if I show this guy this, he's going to be better than me during promotional processes. Man, it's so funny. So funny. people, they won't talk about what they're doing. They don't want to talk about their PowerPoint. They don't want to steal, they don't want nobody to share their information. Bro, for one, that ain't my information. This is how I interpret it. I'm going to share everything because if what I learned could make a difference in somebody else, if if, if I'm going up for a promotion against somebody and I share something with them and they use it and they beat me, man, I'm glad for them. That means that means they're better than me. So that means there's going to be somebody doing the job that I tried to do this better than me. I'm not going to be mad at that person. I'm going to be mad at myself. Man, I got to do better than that guy. I got to put more in, I got to put more work into it. So just being better than yesterday. And, you know, just looking at yourself. You know, having having hard conversations with yourself. Don't be afraid to say, man, you suck today. You was a piece of junk today. What you did didn't do anything to make anything better and also trying to make somebody around you better. You know, can I reach out? Can, can I change something? Can I give some, can I make somebody smile? You know, yesterday we had an event going downtown, you know, that kind of laugh, you know, my highlight yesterday was making them two older ladies, those that two old ladies, <laughs> yeah. that made their day. you know, that made their day to make them smile. You know, I was having fun, you know, but making them smile, just taking that, taking that moment to have a conversation with them. you know, who knows? Who knows? You know they they might have been going through something bad. They might have been yeah. having the best day of their life. Yeah. But I might have made their day better. You know. And another thing that I that I find motivation is when I, when I'm teaching somebody or I'm, I'm sharing my passion or I'm showing them something I learned and I get to see somebody have an aha moment. And we've all had them. You oh, know yeah. you have Classes where you did something and everything comes together and you're like,
0: uh huh.
1: Or or you've been on a call and you're like, this is what he was talking about. Right here, this is what he's talking about. This is why he showed me to hold the hose like this. This is why he told me to put the tool in the door like this. This is why he showed me to make sure we lay the hose this way particularly. To have the aha moment. And that that's what drives me is to have that aha moment. You know, to be able to see the aha moment, to be able to have the aha moment myself. You know, I've had the aha moment. Now, when we, do, when we go to training or we have a call. When I take when i take my air pack off and i look over and the guy beside me spent i'm like bro you're all right man you, you know you look a little you look a little exhausted no, I'm, I'm good i'm good it's like i mean you I mean you ain't good you know i you know <laughs> i need to take a break okay we'll take a break but i'm like bro, I, you know I, i'm not done you know I, i'm good to go you know or mm-hmm. hey what do you do now it's like man, let's go back and sit down let's take a rest like oh what do you take a rest for what what do we do you know mm-hmm. that was nothing. so that that's where i get to have my moments and that keeps me that keeps me motivated. Um, and discipline, you know, to know that I got that suck point. You know, and I, I encourage everybody to do some self reflection and find that suck point, you know, and compare stuff. Mm-hmm. this everything that bad? Or man, this is bad, but it's not that bad. You know, right. it, that day sucked. I don't want that day again. You know, so that, that's that's what keeps me motivated. That's what's what, what makes me work out every day. That's what gets me that's what gets me to go to the gym. You know, even even if I take my dog for a, a leisurely walk, you know, I did something. You know, mm-hmm. I got out you know, I had time with him, you know, I, I it was just a time that, that I just kind of disconnected. You know, I spent a time for, I spent 30 minutes for myself. You know, I, I, it's, you know, mindfulness training if nothing else, mm-hmm. just having that break, you know, from society because there's 24 hours in a day, you know, you're going to waste them all or you're going to do something to, to make yourself better and then do something to make somebody around you better. You know, the book I'm reading now, that's what the guy talks about. You know, make sure you make yourself better today, but try to try to make somebody else's day better, you know, whether it's, Whatever it is, you know, making somebody smile, um, whatever it may be, you know, maybe listening to somebody, maybe, maybe just reaching out and patting somebody on the back, you know, not saying a word, you know, who knows, you know, just just right. think about that, you know, when, when 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 you're doing things, is man, make somebody else's day better, you know, it's, right? Life, life is so easy to get down down in the crap, you know, to get to get looking and seeing whatever things going on around you, just realize that, man, I'm not gonna waste my day, you know, they're having a bad day. It ain't going to affect me because, one, it's not my problem unless I dial down one one Then it is my problem. But if I don't dial on man, that's, that's their life, bro. If I can't help them, I, I'm not going to let it get down. I'll do everything I can in my power. But, you know, I, at the end of the day, you know, I got to make sure I'm doing good. You know, so just, you know, self-reflection, keeping a workout, you know, keeping a habit, uh, and being disciplined. You know, that's, that's what keeps me motivated.
0: Okay. All right. And uh, what are your ultimate goals?
1: So – you know, goals, man. I got goals. I mean, everybody's got goals. Everybody's Short got goals.
0: goals.
1: Everybody. If you don't got goals, you got goals. You just, you, for one, you ain't said them out loud. Um, and that's my thing, man. I, I don't say stuff. I don't say stuff out loud. Um, I say it to myself a lot. But when I say stuff out loud, man, it, it, it makes people hold me accountable. You know, um, I, I talked about doing some crazy things this year for my 40th birthday, and I ain't said it out loud around a lot of people because. Man, I don't want them people reminding me. You know, so I've kicked around the idea. You know, but I, I've done some stuff, and I'm not going to say it on here because, man, there might be a lot of people listening. They might call me up in a year and say, "Man, did you do that thing?" I'm like, "No, nah, bro, I didn't do it." And I'm like, man, what? <laughs> so I, you know, that's why I'm very, I'm very cautious while I say it out loud. And and so my goals, so so my short term goals, um, obviously in life, my short term goals to build a house. I mean, wife's going to build a house, um, build a forever home. We have got some property. We're going to build a forever home. Uh, that's my short-term goals. I hope in the next one to four years, you know, to do that. Um, as a job, man, my goals My goals is to be better than I was yesterday. That's my number one goal every day, be better than I was yesterday. And I added something to it after reading this book is make somebody else's day better. Make somebody else better today. So that's that's one of my goals. Um, and that's a goal I'm going to say out loud all the time because I want to make sure I remind myself. Uh, some people put post-it notes on the mirror,
0: mm-hmm. remind
1: them of their goals. Man, I just say them out loud because when I say them out loud, I hear them. Other people hear them, so that kind of holds me. That holds me accountable on that point. Okay, it keeps me disciplined. Uh, some goals for the fire service. Um, I want. I want to be a captain. Um, I, I'm nervous, man. I, I don't. I don't like the iPad, man. I I don't. I don't like this. The small stuff. Like, um, I, I I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm not afraid to get judged, but. But man, what I what I think is funny is you know you hear somebody get on the scene, they give a size up, they miss something or size up. Oh my God, man, he missed he missed in their All size right. up.
0: Oh yeah, what, what, The
1: size up, man. The, the size up. What about the work he did? You know, so so my short term goal is is get better at blue card. You know, um, push myself to get better at blue card, and and I hate the blue card sim labs, man. I they're 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 born. You know, they're they're a computer screen, they're a can thing. Um, they're great. I mean, they they're gonna teach me. I mean, I'm gonna learn from it. But mm-hmm. you know, my blue card, I, I burn people's houses down when I come down the road. You know, I size up a house. I pull in, I size up a house. Um, I look at a commercial structure, I size it up. What if this? What if that? What if that? You know, I put all that in there and I try to do size ups. Um, so that's my short term goals to be better at blue card. Uh, make sure my my size ups are, are golden, you know. Uh my kind of long-term goals, you know, uh I'd say not long term, still short term, one one to one to three years. Um, I like to be captain, you know, I like riding the front of the fire truck. Uh, you know, I think the two best jobs in the fire service um are in the back of the truck and and the captain's job. You know, a lot of people like to drive, but man, driving's fun. Don't get me wrong, driving's fun. But when you drive, you gotta get them there safe. And then you're kind of waiting on somebody else, you know, uh, not necessarily waiting on somebody else. When I drive and that's my job now, I'm a driver, but I, I'm not waiting on somebody else, man. I, I'm What my captain's doing, man, I know his next step. I know right. exactly what's going to happen next. So I'm making sure he's got the tools. I'm making sure he's got everything he needs. That way he doesn't have to ask for it. I know what he's going to do. I know that my captain gets off the truck. He's going to go around the right side of the house, and do it, do a 360. If I see my captain come around the front side of the house, He's either seen something around back. If he comes around the right side, back around the right side, he's either seen something around back or there's a fence. So I know that there's something going on. So I'm like, hey, what you need, Captain? Nothing. I'm good. There's a fence. Or, hey, I I couldn't get all the way around. I know that. But if I see it, so I'm always looking for him around the left side of the house. So being a driver, that's a great job. But the captain, man, you know, making decisions, being able to change three people, you know, yourself, Um, or four people, yourself and the other three people around your truck, you know, we're riding in the the fire truck. So, so my next goal is to be a captain. You know, I want to be a captain. Um, I want to ride in the fire truck. I want to make, I want to make decisions that make people's life better. I want, I want to have, I want to be the person that has expectations, that that has clear expectations. That way there's no excuse. You know, the fire chief, you know, he's, he's overall hundred of us, 110 of us um the deputy chief you know he he's operations he's over he's over us he's responsible for us and then you got a training chief he's a he's over our training then you got a training captain then you got a battalion chief the battalion chief they're over seven companies right now right. The, you know he's over seven companies that's 28 people you know 28 to 30 people depending on staffing
0: right
1: he's over those people but the captain he's over four people right that's who he's over so to, he's over four people. He can directly impact every third day. You know, he can make he can make a difference in in those four people's life, himself and the three other guys. Or if he's assigned a company of five, he can affect them people directly. And that's kind of where my next step is. I want to be captain. I want to I want to make a difference, have expectations and 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 be the best. You know, have a company that's best. Have a company that that when the chief sees this coming, man, them guys are gonna do work. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna assign them water supply. I'm gonna assign them to do a search. I'm gonna assign them to stretch the second line. I'm gonna assign them to get in with the first line. That's that's what I want to be. You know, I want to be the company that that he knows stuff's gonna happen. You know,
0: because right.
1: right, unfortunately, in the fire service, not everybody's like that. You know, you, you got, right. company,
0: you got So, fire chief wants you know, to give his assignments to his go-to guys.
1: Exactly, okay. and, and that's, what, that's what. Want
0: to
1: do. Yep, right. exactly. Because and that's what that's what we should strive to be every day. So that's that's kind of my next step. You know, um, that's my next goal for the one to three years. You know, to work, get promoted. And make a difference, you know. It, it may not happen, but I'd like to say, you know, seven, our station seven, you know, it's in the works. 8's right. in the works. The um, mm-hmm. So, you know, got two great opportunities to put myself out there. So that's kind of my goals, my short term goals, um, and then my long term goal. And I want to be in training, you know. I want to, I want to make a difference. In a couple people's size but I want to go and train. You know, I want to affect the fire service. I want to affect how these guys look at things. I want to affect how they stretch a hose. I want to. I want to make sure that they know what we're doing when we get out there. You know, I want to make sure. I love teaching. You know, I love being able to pass my knowledge along. I love seeing somebody say the "aha" moment. So that's why my goals are, are lined up the way they are. You know, not necessarily because of the hiring process and our our promotional steps, but. I think, you know, I I help out recruitment right now. I help out in recruit class. help out teaching. um, And I get to affect, you know, a small class, you know, a couple days, whatever, a week. I get to affect those guys. You know, I get to make a difference. Um, Then as a captain, you know, I'm going to get to make a change every day for 10 days a month, sometimes 11. I'm going to get to make a change every day uh, for those days. I'm going to get to make a difference those days. I get to mold those guys. I get to build that company. And so that's my goal, you know, to get that way I can continue to grow as a person, um, as a leader, get Get to that point, you know, um, because I've been in leadership roles in the volunteer fire service. And, bro, I was not ready. Uh-huh. It was a good experience, but it All was right. also my home moment for me. Hey, bro, you ain't ready for that. You went this way and that's the road The road you need to go is this way. So that's kind of my, that's why my goals are set up the way they are. I want to be captain for a couple of years and then I'd like to go to the training department, you know, training captain, training chief, you know, whatever I want to make, I want, right. to be able to do it. I want guys to see, I want to be out there putting them together. You know, I want to, when they walk out the door, I want them to say, man, they got trained me or I learned this from this guy. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's my mark on the fire service, you know, is leaving everything I got, um, giving it to the fire service. You know, I, I take notes. I go to a fire class, FDIC, you know, you walk in FDIC, a lot of people don't take notes. They're just there, you know, they're there to listen. Um, I try to write down. I try to take a notepad and write down notes. Sometimes it gets a little aggravating. I leave my notepad. My pen doesn't work. Whatever. I make an excuse. I pull out my phone. I hate pulling out the phone in class because, to me, as an instructor, if you're on your phone making notes, man, you're probably taking notes. I get you're probably taking notes. I like to think that, but it looks rude to me. I'm kind of kind of like, man, this guy's phone out. He's not paying attention to me. So I like to uh I like to write down notes. So I've got multiple notebooks so the last day the last day i'm at the firehouse before i retire i'm gonna hand that to the newest guy sitting at the table so man here, here's here's everything i learned bro it might not have been right it might not have been good it might not have been whatever it's the best that i learned and here's what i learned from the fire service i'm gonna give it to somebody instead of it sitting at my house and just getting through away because my wife when we moved she's like uh so we're we gonna do with all these notebooks she's like there's papers falling out of them and i had like literally a drawer that I would just pile notes in. And she's like, what am I going to do with this? Like, just, I'll take care of it. She's like, well, it's a mess. Like, just leave it alone. I'll take care of it. So I put them all in a notebook and got them kind of, kind of somewhat organized, uh, not really no organization, but somewhat neatened up. Um, so like, so, so that's my goal is the the last day for one, leave my mark on the fire service by being better every day or changing one person's life. Um, having somebody call me one day and say, Hey ma'am, you remember that thing you taught me? Yeah, I remember I save somebody's life today by doing that drag you taught me or doing that carry or doing this VES or entering the win this way. I save somebody's life. That's my ultimate goal is to have that conversation and also to get that myself, but that to be able to, to save someone's life, that's what we show up to work for. But also to get that call, you know, Hey man, that, what you taught me, that made a big difference. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, i say one day I want to be the training chief, You know, I, I want to, I want to put recruits out on the job. I want, I want to learn to the captain and say, Hey man, here's your new recruit. You know, I wanted him to call him and say, "Man, he's good. He's good." He was like, "Bro, I don't want. I don't want to get phone call. Why did you hire that guy?" Uh-huh. You know, just you know, like, like that thing that, that thing we talked about yesterday. You know, at work, uh, you know, uh, uh, be safe, bro, or, or you know, t mm-hmm. safe, mm-hmm. t safe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know that that thing. You know. So, but yeah. So that's kind of my goals, my short term goals, long term goals. You know, I I don't ever want to be fire chief, man. Fire chief, bro. I don't know anybody wants to be fire chief. If you want to be fire chief, you're crazy, bro. You're crazy. Because um, a fire chief, man, it ain't, it ain't a fire chief no more. A fire yeah. chief, he's got so much stuff on his plate. You know, I'm sure I'm sure our fire chief, even in our department, man, I'm sure he would love to get on a fire truck and ride a fire truck today, but he can't do it. You know, he's got yeah. so much crap man, on yeah. budgets. You know, he's got so much stuff going on. It ain't, it ain't like it used to be, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Man, the fire chief, man, he – he just don't ride around in the car and show up, man. Hey, what you guys need? You know, he's got a tough job, and you know, a lot of times we we talk bad about him, we criticize yep. him, but he's got a tough yep. job. You know, yep. I, I don't want to be fire chief. I want to be training chief. That way, somebody else has somebody else has answer to it. You know, but right. I, I want to be, be in training, You know, um, a training captain. You know, I'd be happy with that. But you know, whatever it may be, but that's kind of that's kind of my goals. Um, you know, uh, at the short term, and my you know my my and retire healthy. You know, I, when I retire. Um, I'll retire when I'm about 57 years old. Uh, so I want to be healthy. You know, when I retire, I, I, you know, my wife will be retired. She's an she's assistant principal. She's in the school system. So she's got some years on me. So um, she'll be retired when I'm retiring. I'll be able to retire. So, you know, I reach that age. You know, my little girl will be grew up. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. she'll have a family of her own. Mm-hmm. So, me you know, and we can enjoy our life, you know, our, the rest of our life. You know, um, that's my goal retire healthy. You know, that, back to my discipline, you know, working out, you know, be able to be able to enjoy our life after, after retirement you know not work for dead so okay that's
0: kind of our long-term goals okay um and this next question is in your opinion what are what are key elements or factors needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank so
1: number one you gotta be fit man you, you gotta be you gotta be able to work out you know um you gotta be able to do something you know and and, and i know that Man, you're not going to be fit today. You're not going to be fit tomorrow, but you got to be able to work towards it. You got to be able to have discipline. You know, if you show up and you're, and you're not fit, that's okay, man, you, you can be fit. You know, it just takes, takes one thing to change. You know, one, you know, eat an elephant one body at a time won't change one thing. So you got to be fit. That's number one. You got to be fit. You got to be, you got to be able to have honest conversations. You got to be able to look in the mirror and have honest conversation with yourself, but you also got to have honest conversations um, you know David Goggins. I'm, I, said, I read his book. I listen to a lot of his podcast. You know he says something. He's like, man, somebody calls you fat, you might be fat. Somebody calls you stupid, you might be stupid. But you can change that. You know, just having that honest conversation. Don't don't get mad at somebody because they they called you out on something. You know, uh-huh. it's hard. It's hard when somebody says something bad about you because a lot of times somebody says something bad about. you, Immediately you want to get mad. But if you kind of have a second to self reflect, you're like. Man, bro, he's right. All right,
0: Man, He's yep. right. I,
1: I am that way. So being able to have honest conversations with yourself, with others, you know, it, it, the conflict, you know, face conflict straight up, you know, you don't have a problem with somebody or you don't like somebody, you know, don't be afraid of them, but also don't be mean. You know, don't be, don't, don't be a mean person. Don't be a bad person, you know, just be truthful, you know, um, you know, of course you see everything in the fire service, honest, integrity, all that stuff, but, you know, you got to decide yourself what that means. You mm-hmm. know, everybody says, Oh, you gotta be able to do the right thing when nobody's looking. Man, bro, in this day and time, everybody's looking, everybody's watching. Yep. So it ain't it ain't doing the right thing when nobody's looking because That's right. you
0: ain't doing
1: it. the only time that more than likely that you're doing something when nobody's looking that you have the chance to not do something when nobody's looking. It's probably when you're laying in your bed at your own house and nobody else is home. That's probably the only time that you can only mm-hmm. do the right thing if nobody's looking. So right. speak, you know, be a good person. Be better than yesterday. You know, set yourself up for, for success. Not fail. Be better than yesterday. Don't waste time. You know, time management. That's a that's a good one for the, the fire the fireman coming in. Absolutely. No matter what,
0: you're doing,
1: you know, you know, got captain stuff to do. Uh, drivers has got driver stuff to do, senior firefighters got senior firefighter stuff to do, firefighters got firefighter stuff to do. You know, we all got things to do, but have good time management. You know, think about your guys. You know, if you're a captain, you know, and you you got book work to do, you got whatever to do. Hey, man, guess what? You still got to train with your guys. You still got to get out and work out with them. You still got to be there for them. You know, yeah, you make more money than the driver. You make more money than the firefighter. Hey, man, six o'clock. Hey, bro, after some. I'm gonna go to the office, put some work in, man. We had a good day of training. I'm gonna go do my stuff now. You know, I didn't waste their time because we need time together. So uh-huh. good time, good conversations. Don't judge nobody, man. That's 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 the best one. That's if if I could tell anybody anything, don't judge nobody. You you don't know what they're going to. You don't know their reality. You know, keep that in mind. My reality, your reality, it's all different. I can't judge you because I don't know your reality, right? I can't. You only know my reality. So that's the biggest thing. Just just honest conversations. Don't waste time and don't judge people. You know, you do that, man, you're good for 30 years. You know. Absolutely. Set yourself up for success.
0: Okay. All right. And the last one I got for you. Uh, what do you think is at least one thing that the American Fire Service can improve on?
1: Conversation, bro. Talking to each other. Having conversation. Um. You disagree with me? I disagree with you. Call me. Reach out to me. Talk to me. Don't don't post on social media, man. Social media is is junk. You know I post a lot of stuff on social media. Uh, social media is false. It's false. I a lot of times on my videos I cut I cut out the point that I'm standing there struggling. I cut out the point that I'm right. That I'm failing. That I'm talking myself up. I cut those points out because um, one I don't I don't nobody see me fail, but Um, it's a joke, man, you know, call people, have that conversation. I disagree with something. Don't again, don't judge, you know, so have the conversation with people. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation, sit down and ask them, what does that mean? And don't be afraid of, don't shy away from it, man. Difficult conversation, a conversation only gets difficult the longer you wait. Yeah. If you, something happens and you immediately attack it, it's over with emotions are high at that point but you don't have time to stew on them you say what you're feeling because a lot of times there's two times you get honesty from people when they're mad and when they're drunk you know other than that man, they might they might shoot you in line you know but if they're mad and they're drunk you're good they're going to tell you honestly mm-hmm. so if emotions are high and you have a, a hard conversation with somebody emotions are high you're probably getting the truth they're not they're not coding it you know so just have conversations with people and don't be afraid to have conversations and, and you know Check in, you know. Hey, hey, bro, you good, man? You know, just, just some some simple as that. Nah, you ain't good. Come on, let's let's go have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Even though you don't want to hear what they gotta say, and they probably don't want to hear what you gotta say, just by having that conversation, you know, it, it's gonna it may make you mad, but the truth, it'll make you feel better though, and just having that conversation. So that's the biggest thing. I think if we just went back to kitchen table talks, sit around the kitchen table talk with each other, sit around and don't, don't judge, but just have that conversation with each other. You know, I think that's where we need to go. You know, just have good conversations.
0: I mean, as they say, the uh, kitchen table is where firefighters solve the world's greatest problems.
1: That's exactly right. Everybody's equal, you know, sit down and equal. Right. Right. Yeah. So conversation. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at
0: okay uh is there anything else out there uh that you would like any of the listeners to know anything you feel strongly passionate about man just be better than
1: yesterday that's all i can tell you be better than yesterday and uh be better than yesterday and make somebody else's day better and, and don't judge um and think about other people's reality you know realize other people's reality so but that's
0: all i got bro okay if any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.